0: Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have in your life and equipping you with the tools to become a better leader from the inside out. I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode eight. I think you're going to like it. We're joined by Aaron Simpson. He's our special guest, and he is a coach, and he is a social media influencer. Over 35 million people have heard his messages on TikTok and Instagram. That's right, 35 million. His messages... They're resonating. They are filled with hope and positivity and encouragement and also prayers for people to help deal with everything from anxiety to fears to other things happening in their lives. And as we begin this interview, you're going to hear a lot here from Aaron. Let's do a self-assessment in our own lives. When was the last time we received a specific note from someone important to us that was a note of encouragement and it came at just the right time? How did that make us feel? And when was the last time we took that time and, with intention, did that for someone else? You're going to hear all of that and more in this interview with Aaron. And so now, let's not waste any more time. Welcome to Episode 8, and here is Aaron Simpson. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here.
1: And I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: So listen, you heard my introduction and I don't think it was a very good one, honestly. <laughs> what? How, how would you introduce yourself to this uh, huge podcast audience?
1: Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I think everything you said was spot on and perfect. Um, I'm getting new to the whole influencer thing. Yeah. Um, you know, because it came out of nowhere. And, um, but yeah. How man. did that happen? Yeah. How did that happen? Brother, it was a, it was a pivot during COVID. And, you know, for like the last five or six years, um, I was a, or I still am, but I, I own my own fitness company. Okay. So when COVID happened, all the buildings shut down, then we had to pivot and move everything to online. And to be honest with you, I felt like there was a shift going on internally and I couldn't really figure out what it was. And I kind of felt like, have you ever watched like the Kentucky Derby? Yeah,
0: I, I, I've been to it actually. one nice. Okay,
1: Um, So I kind of felt like a horse in the derby, but no one would let me out of my gate. Mm. Like I had all this energy, all this enthusiasm and passion, but no direction of where to put it. And I was kind of frustrated the first three or four months with that feeling. And I remember I was in my living room. I just got done teaching an online class and it was July 2nd, 2020. And I heard God tell me in my spirit, clear as day, I want you to put a prayer out on TikTok. And I said, first of all, how do you even know what TikTok is, number one? (laughs) And number two, don't they just dance on there? Like, what is a prayer gonna do on that platform? Yeah. And so we're wrestling with it, going back and forth. And and I finally said, okay, I'm gonna do that just so you can get off my back about it. (laughs) And so I put a prayer up, posted it, didn't think anything about it. The next day I was like, let me check this TikTok thing. Now, mind you, when I had TikTok at the time, Everything was rehashed fitness content. There was no encouraging messages, no prayers, no inspirational videos, nothing. I had no followers, no likes, no nothing across the board. The next morning I look at the video and it's got over like 3,000 views. Man, And that's the most I've ever had on anything ever. So I said, man, what the heck? And then I heard him say, yep, I need you to do it again. So I did it again. Checked it the next day, same thing, a couple thousand wow. views, seeing some followers. I'm like, man, what, what is happening right now? <laughs> and then it was, it became this thing, man, where it was just like every day I would post a prayer. And then it went from a prayer in the morning to a prayer in the evening. Then it went from two prayers and then an encouraging message in the middle. And then I started having fun with it. Like this creativity started happening. I felt like I was in my alignment. I felt like I was doing what I was called to do. I was going over a friend's house because they were going to braid my hair. I used to have like long hair. That's, we can get into that whole thing. <laughs> and I got out the car and I, I felt a literal tug on my collar that said, I need you to go and pray about anxiety. Someone is dealing with anxiety, right? I need you to do it. I said, okay, mm-hmm. stay less. And so I recorded the prayer, did it in one take, posted it. On TikTok. One, on TikTok, yep. So my thing was on Instagram. And so I go inside my friend's house and they go, hey man, I think someone's trying to call you. Well, it keeps lighting up like crazy. Wow. Now at the time I had my TikTok notifications on the phone. So I look yeah. at my phone and like two hours have went by since I posted it and it had 50,000 views.
0: You are kidding me.
1: In two hours.
0: Oh, that might be viral.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I think in a, in a week's time, it did 2 million views oh my and then after that point man it was just like i would get 1500 to 2000 new followers in 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 our i call it our community uh a day and then i just started posting more content more content i started doing more lives and things like that and then it started growing and growing and growing and growing to where it is right now and it's been you know, I'm, all, I'm very grateful for the platform and I'm, I'm always asking God to just please check my heart that this is about you, this is not about me. But it's also been a huge blessing for me because it's given me an opportunity to work on my gift every single day. And that's the thing that I didn't realize what was happening. And I think the biggest thing that God was showing me is that he wanted me to go on a platform where nobody knew who I was, where I can be comfortable in my new skin to take that over to where everyone knew me for who I used to be on Instagram Mm. and be confident and bold in my new skin and not feel like I had to win people over or if it didn't get the views or people didn't like what I was saying, I wouldn't get discouraged. So I had to build the gift and everything on TikTok to be able to bring it over to Instagram.
0: Sure, wow, that's a fascinating story. And you know, everybody that's listening, for some uh, faith is important, for others, not so much. And we're just here to tell you that's, that's okay. Um, all, everyone's welcome here. You, as I go to your Instagram, there's, you have a phrase there on your bio. I help those who feel stuck, take control and live the life they're made for. Where did you land on that phrase? And how does that also fit into your purpose or your passion for what you're doing? Because I got to tell you, when I'm looking at you on, on Instagram and on social media, There's a certain, well, it just feels like you are in the zone.
1: That phrase that I have is there because I was that person. Really? Oh, yeah, 100%. So stuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was almost like I wanted to find more people that were like me. And because I know what it feels like to be in that position where you feel like there's more inside of you, but you just don't know what to do with it. Going through the world, feeling like you're called to do something or, you know, there's a purpose that you want to serve bigger than yourself and you don't know where to start. Mm. And you have big goals, you have big dreams, but they're not in alignment with anybody in your family. No one's ever done it before. Uh, A lot of people that you associate with don't get it. And so Mm. you kind of feel hesitant and scared to talk about it because you don't think anybody can relate to it. And I want to find those people and Encourage them and influence them, if I could use that word, to make the decisions for themselves to be the person that they feel that they're being called to be, because I believe that that's what you are supposed to do if you want to feel the most authentic and free as possible.
0: And that's what, do you still feel like you're at the Kentucky Derby or is that, is the feeling changed now? And what, where do you feel like you're at right now?
1: It's changed. And you know, the one thing that you said that I really connected with is I really feel like I'm I'm in the zone, like I'm in my alignment. You know, I, I look at like animals, like fish, right? Like a fish doesn't struggle to swim. It's just, as soon as it gets in the water, just, it already knows what to do a bird already knows how to fly like animals just instinctively know who they are. We're the ones that really struggle with knowing that for so long, I'll be 35 in April for so long. I felt like I was a fish on land and I was just flapping my way to find my water. And I feel like the last two years I found it.
0: Oh, that's, that's so good. Such a great story. Um, how did, um, in your life, you made this transition then this is a huge step, right? Uh, and, who are some of the mentors or the role models or, or none? I mean, who is in your life to help guide you into taking these really big next steps, uh, courageous
1: steps? You know, foundationally, I would say my parents. I, you know, I know everyone says it, but I, I believe I have the best parents in the world. Mm. Um, you know, I, I know that there are things that I do that they don't understand. So I know there were certain aspects in my life where they were like, what is he doing? but I never felt like I could never come back home. Oh, what a feeling that is. I always felt like I had a foundation there. You know, I was very fortunate when I started serving more in my church that I was getting planted in leadership. And I started to learn the idea of support groups and mentorship. Yeah. And the meetings I would have with my pastor, Pastor Julian Lowe at Oasis LA, um, Kenneth Marshall, um, you know, we would have meetings and they would just like encourage me to start taking these next steps and speaking life into me. You know, it's funny. And I'll tell this quick story. When, in about six years ago, um, before Julian, uh, the pastor at Oasis, was the pastor, um, we had this meeting at our growth track program. And he did this exercise where he had all of us kind of sit in a circle and he wanted us to, to tell, you know, the group, what do you feel you're being called to do? Now I'm sitting dead center in front of him. So I'm counting. Like, I got about six people before I got to come up with an answer. <laughs>
0: Looking I, forward to it. Yeah. I know. I'm
1: like, man, what, do I, what am I doing? Me? Right. And now it's my turn. And I don't even, honestly, I don't even know what I said to this day. But he, I remember he stopped me in the middle of my sentence and he said, nope, I already know. You're called to be an evangelist. Next. And I said, what? He said, yeah, you're called to be an evangelist. I already know it.
0: Why do you say that?
1: I always knew I had a gift of communication. When I was a kid, you know, if you were sitting by yourself, you know, we're about to be sitting by ourselves. You know, I I was always the guy that gave the pregame speech in sports. You know, I was always the one that would give the presentations in school. Communication and being able to take complicated information and, and break it down to make it more digestible for people was always something that came natural to me. And I think that's why I was having that Kentucky Derby moment was because I felt like there was more for me to say, but I didn't know who my audience was. And the the leadership at my church really helped not push me, but pull me towards figuring out what that was and putting me in uncomfortable situations and and challenging me with certain things um, to be able to step out on faith and not worry about what the next step after the next step was, but just be confident in that first one and then letting the rest kind of flow after that. Yeah. They were huge in this last two years of my life. I mean, I can't begin to thank them enough for the guidance and and the safety net that they've given me, um, these last couple of years.
0: Wow. I'm going to rewind on that. So for those of you that may be at work right now, or, um, maybe you're in your car and, um, I just want you to think about where you're at in your life. And maybe you also feel like you're at the Kentucky Derby, or maybe you're aware of some people in your life that maybe need that dose of encouragement to take those next steps. I think Aaron, what you lay out here is is just a really great example of sometimes, many times, we don't, we don't see the greatness in ourselves. And it takes someone on the outside looking at us mm-hmm. just to put their arm around us and say, you know what? Here's who you are. Here's what I see in you. And you have no idea how, how great you can be. Take that next step. I yeah. mean, that's, that's foundational. And I wonder to everyone, who are you thinking of right now? Because that encouragement, who, who needs encouragement? Everybody does. And I, Aaron, to you now, I mean, does that resonate with you? Do you agree with that, disagree?
1: I do, man. Like in, in this journey of trying to reach my highest potential and being the best version of myself, I found that I had to do a lot of unlearning. And before I can learn something else, we're never really taught how to be in our sweet spot. You know, whether it's school or how we're raised, our environment or society or, or you know, entertainment, yeah. we're not really taught to operate in what makes us unique, not makes us better than, but makes us different than. It's finding out what is it about how you were created, the things that you are naturally drawn to that you exceed at extremely well without trying. It's just who you are. Yeah. We're never taught to bring that out because to me, that's where your freedom is. Not just from a financial standpoint, but like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, when you can be your true authentic self and operate in your, um, in your sweet spot for as long as you possibly can, I think that that's how we were created to live in this life because I don't think I can add as much value to the world as I can. If I'm not being who I was created to be, you know, I don't have to go find who I am. It's already inside of me. I have to uncover it. Yeah. So I can walk in it. Wow.
0: Well, there's a lot of pressures though, against uncovering that, right? So many of us live the life that others think we should be living we have, instead of focusing on our strengths, we try to fix our weaknesses, which Mm -hmm. is um, not a great spot to be. Mm -hmm. So how do we then uncover that, Aaron? Uh, Give us some advice. How do we uncover that natural uniqueness that has been given to each one of us?
1: Number one, when you have a natural curiosity, then I think you're headed in the right direction. And I think I knew that there was, I was getting to the point where it was time for me to like, okay, I need, I, I need to start digging deeper into this. When I started to feel like there was more, when I stopped feeling like settling, understanding that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I think we live in a time right now where we have access to so much information and everything, like you can get the answer to anything just like that. Yeah. And you can fast track other people's success because the thing, the the issue that I had with my insecurities was I was always comparing my chapter one to someone else's like 35 and wondering why they had all these things and they had all this influence and impact. And I felt like, man, I'm feeling insignificant, but not understanding that that person once had a chapter one in their own life as well. So comparison is is, is always going to be the thief of joy. And just understanding like where you are right now is where you are supposed to be. Because if you weren't supposed to be there, you won't
0: be there. That's great. I mean, it's ter- it, that's so empowering when you look at that—that that mindset shift—and yeah. um, that reminds me. I, I have my son Sam. He's in his late twenties, and he had a conversation with me similar to what you just said, said to me. He said, "There is nothing in this world that you that is that is a mystery anymore. You can Google everything." Yep. And he said, "I think it's okay to not know things, to leave things to be a bit of a mystery. If yes. You want to know the population of Cincinnati?" It's okay if I don't know that. I don't need to Google that and to know everything. Exactly. And um, and I have to ask a follow up though, Aaron, on these on the discussion of this chapter one versus chapter thirty five. Mm-hmm. You are you're stepping right into social media, the place where comparison is is there, and it's so easy to to fall into the ego and it's all about me. And mm-hmm. but you're you're a contrarian on this. You yeah. are you're speaking encouragement overcoming fear etc on social media
1: the idea of me putting the content that i have on tiktok just did not make sense it just goes completely against what's on there right i felt like the reason why he called me up during that time was because there were a lot of people that were hurting that didn't want to show it and so they were masking how they felt with the dancing content and the laughter and the comedy, but deep down inside, when it's time to go to bed and it's just you, your pillow and your thoughts, you're not feeling the exact same way that you're portraying on social media. So I wanted to cut through all the BS and I want to get to the truth because I know what it feels like to carry such Burden and wear it well. I was the king of that. Were you? Oh, hundred percent, man. Like I grew up, you know, I grew up in a blended family, so my my parents were each married once before, and so I have three brothers on my father's side and two on my mother's side, and I'm the only child from my parents. Okay. So, and my my mother is black and my father is white. So I grew up not seeing a sibling that looked like me. And all my brothers were significantly older than I was. So the, the brother that was closest to my age was five years older than me. And then the oldest, 15 years older than me. Wow. Yeah. And the brother that I was the closest with, Ian, he passed away um, when I was 19. But when, and when I was playing sports as a kid, I was always playing like two to three years older than my age. So all my friends were older. So by the time I was really starting to come into my own, my brothers are going to college, You know, they're having families, they're moving away. My friends are going to high school and I'm kind of always finding myself by myself. And my parents worked a lot, fantastic parents, but they worked a ton. And so I grew up feeling abandoned as a kid. Oh, wow. And here's the crazy part. I grew up a natural baseball player. That was your sports? Seamless. Yeah. <laughs> but I voluntarily gave it up to pursue basketball, which is what took me to college and got a scholarship. But the reason why I started playing basketball was because I didn't need anyone to help me practice with it. So I took my insecurities and my abandonment and I built a relationship with this basketball. My identity was in the ball. Wow. You know, yeah, I do. And so I grew up feeling like I always had to uh, prove that I was worthy of attention. And then once basketball had to stop because I had three knee surgeries, I started modeling and acting. So now my identity went from a basketball to my body. Yeah. So now I'm building my body up for people to approve that I am valuable enough for this contract for this deal for this magazine for this movie or whatever and so i grew up all the way to my late 20s needing validation that i was enough
0: that's like a treadmill isn't
1: it? It, it it is a never ending treadmill and every year the incline goes up
0: oh boy yeah
1: you know and it's it's a hard thing to break because you know also too like as a man you know i grew up in the era where it was like you don't express how you feel.
0: That's right. You never do.
1: You never do. You know, you just keep on trucking and, then you know, you put a smile on your face. So as I'm, as I'm suffering internally, you know, I'm the life of the party externally. Sure. And then it got to the point where I just broke.
0: In, in what way, if I may ask, bro, what, what does that mean as far as I, because we talked about it, you felt, you felt stuck, right? Yep. Kentucky Derby, but you broke, you broke
1: how? So yeah, I've been very open. So like, um, when I was living in New York, uh, I had a nervous breakdown.
0: Oh, you did. Oh yeah. Oh I my gosh.
1: Very nervous breakdown twice. And I had to move back to Detroit yeah. and I had to rehabilitate there to the point where, you know, I was, um, I was medicated for panic attacks. Um, you know, I couldn't, all of a sudden I got claustrophobic. I couldn't ride in cars. I couldn't fly in planes you know, I couldn't sleep, you know, it was, it was a very, very dark place, but it was in that moment where I found my faith again. Wow. Because I had no other options, you know, and, um, and honestly that's why come full circle, why I knew to trust that voice for TikTok because the same voice that told me that was the same voice that told me to move to Los Angeles when I was in my darkest point,
0: you know, um, I was at a, uh, by the way, I grew up Lutheran, um, but I was, I was at a Jesuit retreat center. It was a silent retreat, and a mentor of mine invited me to go to this retreat. But I remember one of the Jesuit priests in one of the sermons saying that God will communicate with you, with you in different ways, right? And guess what? It's not always a clap of thunder. Sometimes it's just a little whisper, and so you just need to be attentive to that. And I always remember him saying that. You clearly had, had your signs, but w- what about for those listening who are, they know they're meant for more, they're more they're, they're destined for more, and they are waiting mm. for God to send a sign. What would you say to them? Um, and they're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my tug in the shirt to go to LA, yeah. but I'm not getting it. What do you think?
1: You know, for anyone that's listening that feels like they're waiting for God to say something, sometimes he's waiting for you to do something. You know and I always believe God will meet you at the level of your expectations and and sometimes I think we're waiting for God to do something because subconsciously we don't want the accountability of moving forward
0: this theme has come up Aaron from our discussion about don't worry about the 30th step it's just the next step and the step after that that's all you really need to focus on is just that next step
1: when we're our most stagnant, that's when our mind starts to go haywire. When you're just still and you're not doing anything, you know, that's when you start thinking things. That's why I'm very, if you pay attention to the prayers that I do at night, I'm always praying for the most part about anxiety, stress, energy, and rest. I noticed that. Because for me, that's when I was being under attack the most is when, because that's when everything was idle. I'm, I'm very fortunate that, you know, we built a community over this last, you know, year and a half just based on prayer was the foundation part, but just like speaking life into people, you know, everywhere you turn, it's, it's negative this, and negative that, you know, the stuff that I'm trying to do is just like, I'm trying to cut through all that stuff.
0: There's a basketball coach, big name. I cannot remember his name, but he makes a practice at the end of each day to think about two people in his life that need encouragement. Mm. And he sends a text message to those individuals and just with a specific comment to them about, Hey, I've been thinking of you here's and whatever that message is. But it's amazing just with that, with being a little more intentional with encouraging others and you're doing it big time uh, to a platform that's reaching millions. Right. But I think every one of us, we have the power to encourage others and the ripple effect. You literally could be transforming someone's life when you, reach down to them to say, I see you. Mm-hmm. I think you're awesome. Here's why. Here's where I, what I see you becoming. How can I help you? I think you're great. But this conversation with you has just reminded me that we all have the power to influence so many people if we just, if we just plan it and become more intentional with it.
1: Yeah, because that is, to me, the most important part about humanity is letting someone know that I see you I understand you. I love you. And I believe that there's more in there than you think. And if there's anything I can do within my gifting to help that, I am going to offer that service to you.
0: Yeah. Powerful, powerful way to do it. And you, you started off our conversation earlier about talking about there is no coincidence. And I don't think there's, I agree with that. And I don't think it was a coincidence that a mutual friend of ours connected us together. It has, uh, it has just been a real, real treat to get to know you and learn more about your story. How should we get connected with you and be part of this community that you've mm-hmm. called it? How, how do we do it?
1: Well, thank you so much for those words. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok. It's at I am Coach Ace. It's the same name on both platforms. Um, I'm getting ready to launch a um, I guess you can call it like a, a global um, coaching seminar, whatever you want to call it, type of a thing. Um, we're looking we're shooting for the end of this quarter, beginning of quarter two. So we're just doing all the work behind the scenes to get that going. Um, but in terms of the content where you can find me, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at I am Coach Ace.
0: Well Aaron, uh, send us out of here. Give us the final advice to everyone for any anyone who may be listening who's thinking about really um, you know changing their life for the better they know something more is in them and they' they are stuck and they're looking to take more control. What would you say to them?
1: you know I would say that you're doing a lot better than you think that you are and i I believe sometimes when we're in that place of being stuck or we're trying to figure things out, I don't think we We give ourselves credit for how far we've come. And one of the things I live by is I'm hungry for what God has for me, but I'm so content with what he's already done. And for anyone that is listening right now, that kind of feels like there's more, they're stuck, or I don't know what to do next. Give yourself some credit that you've come this far in a time where a lot of people uh, have really, really suffered of going through immense pain. And the fact that you're still here and you're listening to this is the answer to the question that you have because the fact that you're here lets you know that there's more for you. Just pay attention to that small whisper of what you're supposed to do right now. Focus on the now, don't worry about the later.
0: I'm gonna leave it right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron, again, uh, I'm am, I am, I'm just proud of you and uh, good for you. Congratulations for living out your calling the way that you're doing thank it. You. And it's been a real treat to get to know you and thanks, thank you for being part of the podcast.
1: Of course, man, and thank you for having me and, and giving me a platform to be able to do this, man. I'm grateful for you and I thank you so much.
0: Well, Aaron gave us a lot to think about, didn't he? I mean, as a social media influencer, that is the way to use social media for good. I love that. And now, everyone, you can follow him at, as he said, at Ace on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can connect with me on Instagram at DarrenJohnson1. Uh, Message me. Let me know how this podcast is working for you. And join the I Dare You podcast community on Instagram at I Dare You Pod. Everyone, I appreciate you being here and for engaging with us here at the I Dare You podcast conversations. And now get ready for episode nine next week. We're going to talk about marriage and relationships. So if you are a husband or a wife, or you're thinking about becoming one, if you are a parent or if you're thinking about becoming one, this episode is for you. Watch for it next week on the I Dare You podcast. And thank you for listening in, everybody. We'll see you next week.